and predicted the effects of 2016. You may have questioned my sanity. If I told you that by June the UK would have voted to leave the European Union against advice of the International Monetary Fund, the Governor of the Bank of England, the President of America, the Archbishop of Canterbury, you might have doubted me for good reason. If I told you that in a matter of weeks after that decision, our Prime Minister would have announced his resignation, that Theresa May would be the new Prime Minister, that an estimated 63.5 million people would be leaving their countries due to war and living in refugee camps or in countries unknown to them. If I told you that tens of thousands would be protesting in the streets over the year, junior doctors Teachers, train workers would have been on strike at various times. If I'd said to you that the leader of the opposition would be on the rocks, our currency would have taken its biggest hit in 30 years. You might have thought I'd lost my marbles. If I'd added that Austria would have come within 0.6 of voting in the best far-right president since the Second World War. If I told you that Donald Trump would be the president-elect, you might have questioned my judgment. Had I added to that that Leicester City Football Club would win the Premiership against 5,000 to 1 odds, that England would have been knocked out of the European Cup by Iceland, and that Wales would have reached the semi-finals, you definitely would have said, I've gone crazy. We live in remarkable times. Often over the year, I found myself questioning what on earth is happening in our world. I'm sure many of you would have remembered the wonderful ceremony of the London Olympics. It was a moment of great hope we had as a nation in 2012. What I loved about that opening ceremony is a scene that is always on my mind, and it's that part where Emily Sanders sang the classic hymn, Abide With Me. Those words were written more than 150 years ago by a Scottish man who knew he only had three weeks to live. 900 million people heard her sing these words, Abide with me, fast false to evens, the darkness deepens, Lord, abide with me. When other helpers fail and comfort flees, help of the helpless, oh, abide with me. That is a universal heart call. Stay with me. Help me. Be here for me. And God's response to that prayer is Christmas. I will abide with you. I am with you. I will never leave you. I am. You may remember the opening scenes of Shakespeare's play Hamlet. It begins on that dark battlement of Elsinore. It's winter time, it's close to Christmas. And a soldier named Marcellus, talking about Christmas, says, So hallowed and so gracious is the time. There is something so hallowed and gracious about this time of year. We know it. We know it's more than just the stuff on the shelves in the shops more than just the food in our fridges, more than just the reruns on TV. We know there is something magical, mysterious, 
And many of us believe profoundly meaningful about Christmas. A sense of hope. So hallowed and so gracious is the time, says Marseille. And Horatio replies, and so, so have I heard and do in part believe. And maybe that's precisely how you feel tonight. I do in part believe that this is a hallowed and gracious time. Maybe you've moved this year from a position of complete disbelief to a place of open-mindedness towards faith. You do in part believe. Maybe you've come along here with someone tonight and frankly this feels very strange to be singing these songs and praying these prayers. And yet you would like it to be true. You do in part believe. Or maybe you're a committed Christian. You're good at the believing thing, but quite frankly, 2016 has been really, really tough. You've taken your share of blows, and it's not easy to be hopeful this year as it was last. You do, in part, believe. One of the writers of EastEnders, Tony Jordan, is someone who understands partial belief very well. He's the lead writer of EastEnders. He's written more than 250 episodes. And he came up with the idea that he wanted to do a version of the nativity story that would be a little bit like a lower low. But it wouldn't be set in a bar in France in the Second World War, but in a stable in first century Palestine. And so he pitched the idea to the BBC, who brought it, literally. They brought the idea. And so he sat down to try and do the work. And as he began to do the research, he says this, the more I thought about it, the more I realised this would be a travesty. To take the most beautiful story in the history of the world and turn it into a cheap gag. And so he really began to do his research. He started by reading the Gospels. It's a good place to start. He then looked at history and realised that this stuff isn't just in the Bible, but contemporary historians back it up. He then talked to theologians and he says he eventually consulted NASA about the whole star thing. Gradually, he says this, I became more and more convinced that Jesus was born this way is the son of God. That the nativity story is a true story and a thing of beauty. The only thing I know for sure, he says, is that the words of Jesus Christ are the most truthful thing I've ever heard as a blueprint for mankind. It is so smart that it could never have come from a clever philosopher. So what is this blueprint? What are those words of Jesus that carry such power 2,000 years later? Well, I suppose to a war-torn world, Jesus would say, love your enemies. Maybe to the bankers, he would say, it's better to give to receive. Maybe to politicians, Jesus would say, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Or to those of us who hold secrets, there is nothing concealed that would not be disclosed or hidden that is not made known. Or maybe he says to us tonight, if we're feeling a little bit lost, I am the way, the truth and the life. Or if we're feeling a little bit lonely, Jesus says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I am Emmanuel. 
perhaps you've come to know Jesus more than just a vague belief. This is real. This is dynamic. This is a relationship with God who made you. Or perhaps you half believe, like Horatio on the battlement of Alcinor. Or maybe your secret heart cry tonight is simply, abide with me. Fast, false, the evening times. Whatever brings you here tonight, the message of Christmas is this. The God of a million galaxies says to you, I am with you. I am for you. I am indeed Emmanuel. Thank you. 